Hello, guys. Welcome to the Expert Money Podcast. Today, we got a guest coming on. I'm sure some of you have heard about it. But to start us off, we got our usual updates. Uh, I got Xavier with me. How you doing, guys? Glad to be on again and excited to introduce a special guest in a little bit. But to start us off, we got our usual Bitcoin update. Bitcoin is pretty decently above 20,000 now. Uh, we're sitting around 23. We're currently up around 150% on our Bitcoin. It's been a decent run. Um, as another update as well, uh, bank stocks are starting buybacks, which is uh, pretty pretty bullish for the market and bank stocks, especially the financial sector. Something to definitely keep an eye on. Uh, stimulus has kind of been struggling this week. They said they were getting close and close and close, but when Trump comes out at the end of the day and he says we're gonna, he's demanding this, it kind of slows down and makes the process a little bit harder. Um, and to look at the overall market for now, markets just continue to push and it looks like we're getting our Santa Claus rally, right, Xavier? Yeah. Going back to your first point about Bitcoin, very excited to see over 20,000. We broke, finally broke that wall and have a new all time high. Going back to banks, the bank stocks is really bullish for the market. I like Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan going forward. Oh yeah. Goldman. And yeah. It looks, it looks like we're getting a. Christmas rally. I'm really excited for next week. If you swung calls, you're doing great. Just keep going. And I see our market going higher as we progress to 2021. All right. Well, this is the part you guys have all been waiting for. We got Dr. Stocks on the podcast. What's up, Dr. Stocks? Welcome, man. Thanks, friends. I appreciate it. And uh, happy evening to you and everybody. Hope you guys are doing wonderful. And thanks for bringing me on. Hopefully, I don't uh, spice up the night too much. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't mind me asking, man, what's your uh, what's your actual name? Eduardo. Most Edu E D U. So Doc or E D U is fine. Or for those of you who like to roll those R's, Eduardo. <laughs> All right. Nice. We have an Eduardo here, also known as Doctor Stocks. So, Absolutely, guys. To start off, um, what got you in the trading, man? What originally got you in the trading? Absolutely, man. So long story short, about six years ago, the wife and I, we kind of maxed out with life and purpose and meaning. You know, we wanted to have something bigger, better, more fulfilling. So we sold everything got two backpacks, started traveling the world full-time about six years ago. And at the time, we were just pushing off of savings and kind of taking it easy, you know, budget traveling. And along the way, obviously, money started to get low. And my wife mentioned, well, why don't we consider the stock market or why don't you consider the stock market? And uh, it really intrigued me because I'm a very mathematical numbers individual, even though I might seem more into other things. And uh, it clicked really well. I started to study. I started to grind for a period of around eight months. I was hitting about 12 to 16 hour days, uh, trading included and studying. I, I literally was waking up, skipping breakfast and lunch and just hitting stocks and studies wow. all day long, Monday through Saturday for eight months straight. Lots of pain and joy <laughs> along the way. And uh, eventually, after that eight-month mark, I, I got into some strong consistency. 
And at the year point of eight to 12 months, that's when I started to see really great consistency. And it's right about a year at the 12 month mark, I decided to start sharing uh, some of the skills and knowledge with uh, the social media space. And, and here we are. That's awesome, man. That's an interesting yeah. story too. <laughs> Absolutely. Very nice story. Um, and you said you like to travel too. And uh, like just... What's it like to travel and trade full time, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll, I'll give a little joy and sorrow, kind of a good and bad painting of traveling, and then I'll move on to the trading. So I'll start with just tra- traveling. Basically, you know, obviously the joys of traveling is new culture, new food, new languages, new people, new relationships, so on and so forth. Uh, the challenges and the sorrow of traveling is it can be extremely exhausting um, in many different ways, yeah, changing all the time. Stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And, but, um, you know, obviously for me, the, the goods outweigh the bads and the challenges. And, and so I think it's obviously important to, to know that challenging forces people to accept change, to grow, to stretch themselves. Cause we, this is what's interesting. And this is where I think trading and traveling are a beautiful combo. Tra- uh, traveling, a lot of times people just see, oh, Greek islands, the Caribbean, the Eiffel Tower, and they see all the perks, but they don't see the ways in which you have to stretch and grow. Like you have to be very, very detached when you're traveling to daily routines, daily food habits, uh, daily relationships, so on and so forth. And so in the same sense, this is where we kind of move into trading Trading forces the same thing. You can't get married to a strategy. You can't get married to yeah. a technique or a routine. You have to change. You have to adapt. You have to grow. And and with both of those, at the point that you stop changing, growing, and adapting, that's the point when it's no longer uh, fulfilling in my perspective. Yeah, and not only that, the market uh, changes a lot over time. You know, and the market's not always going to move mm-hmm. the same forever. Exactly. exactly. Yep. Yeah. I do have a question. Uh, Mm-hmm. Well, Dr. Sox, what was what country's culture has impacted you the most? I know you travel all around. Absolutely, man. Yeah, so so I would say two. I would say specifically uh, Morocco, number one, and that's mainly because it's just very different. You know, you have the Western world is primarily Christian values, ideals, and beliefs, and Morocco is Arabic and Islamic values and ideals and beliefs. So, so because they shape history and they shape society in a lot of ways, even though people don't think they do, they very much do. Um, I think it's really fascinating to step out of that, that sort of Christian world, if you will, and step into the Islamic world and learn about everything from different expressions, different symbolisms, different philosophies, so on and so forth. So Morocco, for sure, and then second to that, Cuba, because <laughs> it's like purebred socialism in the most pure form. So, mm. you know, what's interesting about Cuba is so close to the U.S., but you get there and you can forget about the idea of like billboards, marketing, uh, mass consumerism, mass individualism. It's, it's extremely socialistic. So, for example, you won't see, um, you know, a gap or an on roads live the government be abhorred on the side of the road the donut shop or names of the restaurant you'll just see like a building like there's the red building that's where you buy shoes there's the 
slightly less red building. That's taxes, you know. So it's really fascinating how they take away uh, the labelism of, of society. Yeah, it is. Um, and it is it is good to got, kind of just get out of like you know the Western world. It's like things are pretty. We have a certain <clears throat> way of things over mm-hmm. here, you know, and just escaping that and seeing a whole different world from that. I'm sure it just totally opens your eyes. Yeah, 100%, man. Absolutely. And and I think that's where the, the challenge comes in is that people see it and they kind of create an idealistic experience of it. But then when you actually go try it on, then you're like, oh, I like this. Or, uh, no, I definitely, <laughs> I definitely don't like this. And that's what I think is beautiful about, about leaving uh, your true. little pocket. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Absolutely. Great question, man. Both for both of you. Um, another thing I was going to ask, what's it like being a monk and a trader too? You said you were a monk and, you know, it's kind of, I'm sure being a monk, it gives you a whole different perspective on things. And I, I don't know. I just kind of wanted to ask about that. Yeah, absolutely. So just to clarify, um, I was on the pursuit of, of pursuing monkhood and obviously I didn't finish the quote unquote mm. process or program. So, so you know, I'll kind of break it down so people can get an idea. Most processes to actually become a, you know, quote unquote monk, uh, no matter what religion or, or tradition you come from, is usually a process of three all the way up to 10 years. So, so I, I was basically in the initial stages of training and wetting my feet uh, for around, you know, anything between five to six years. And I was visiting different communities, exposing myself to different philosophies and spiritualities along the way. Um, But in essence, what's cool about it is that that journey is all about the discovery of the human self. And, and, you know, it doesn't matter whether it's like Catholic monkness or Hindu monkness or Islamic monkness or whatever you want to call it. It's still the same goal of like diving deep into the self and, and learning about yourself and discovering your true self so you can start to live your true talents, your true gifts, your true mission, so on and so forth. And so um, what's cool about it is, and where the relationship for me to trading comes in play is that it's the same idea with uh, trading. You look at a chart from the exterior, you look at the news from the exterior, you look at an SEC filing from the exterior, but not until you take it to the next level and go beyond the mask or the facade, then you start to see the real realities. And that's what I think is so beautiful about uh, both worlds. So, so I think in simplicity, the, the sort of old monk journey combined with traveling and trading, they all essentially hit at the same points. And that is that you have an idealistic view or a mask up, and then you take the mask, and you start to dive deeper and you really start to see the true reality. Yeah, we uh, we were actually talking about that on the phone together. We uh, we were saying like when you, the process you go through learning to become a trader or an investor, mm-hmm. it, it changes your perspective on life too. You know exactly one hundred percent. And you also learn over time too. You can make a lot of relations from things you just go through in life to how the market works in just your trading process. You know, it's, and, exactly. Uh, exactly. That's that's something very cool to think about. Yeah, I I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really enjoyed that perspective, and you could tie that with anything. You could use all those experiences and tie it to, wow, this situation relates to another situation. Everything is pretty much interconnected. So, great. Thanks for sharing. That was really good. 
Yeah, absolutely, man. And one, I think, you know, I think people like Gabe and Tony Robbins and people like this within the social media space, they try to, you know, present it. But, but I think, you know, a person really has to, you know, a person really has to go and, you know, blow up 30% of their account <laughs> to learn about trading or, or, or go on a trip to Africa to realize like, oh man, I was dreaming here about what I thought I liked and didn't like. And, and I think that's why for me, I think in one word, experience is the greatest teacher of them all. Yeah, that's I agree. a good thing to remember. Yeah. 100% out there. Failure is the best teacher. So is experience. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So to move on a little bit more into the trading piece, uh, what kind of stocks do you just like to trade in general? Just so people kind of get to know you more as a trader. Yeah. So, so I mean, the the bubble that I focus on is I, I'm a I'm big low risk, high profit potential play. So, you know, if I see a stock or an option at a 52 week low and it's a great company and it has good potential, then I'll look to scoop that up. And I try not to bias based on trading stocks and options. I I try to create a good balance. So in simplicity, I trade stocks and options, uh, obviously puts and calls for options, and then also going long and what's called short with stocks. So for those who don't know, short means that you're making money to the downside the same way you do with puts. So within those niches, um, I like to look for repetitious patterns. So some of the patterns I like to, I'm a, I'm a big bottom and top feeder. So yeah. if I'm looking at the smaller time frame and I'm looking at a penny stock that's been dumping for four days straight, I know that there's going to be a pop to the upside. So I'll look to dip by something like that. Or let's say that I see um, for example, the IWM, which is the small cap index, has been pumping insanely mm-hmm. for the past few weeks. Oh, my and God, something, small cap. And, <laughs> and, 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 and something like the small cap index cannot maintain that strength for so long. So with something like that, I'll look to um, top feed, in which case I'll position myself to do puts. So bit, bit in simplicity, stocks, options, and I'm a top and a bottom feeder. I get what you're saying. You, it, uh, over time as trading too, you kind of like learn what works for you, which patterns or which strategy kind of just like you're the best at, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, so you're, was that a question? No, 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 no. I was just saying in general, like, Oh yeah. Absolutely. It seems like tops and bottoms are your thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. 100%. Um, so, uh, just to kind of finish this off, I feel like we had a pretty good interview here. If you were to yeah. give one piece of advice to newer traders and investors, what would that one piece of advice be? And I know there's a million pieces of advice you could give. One one piece yeah. of advice isn't going to top off trading. Trust, trust me. You know that, you know? But yep. if you were to try to give the most solid little sentence you could think of, what mm-hmm. would it be? Absolutely. Uh, then. Yeah, I actually got off the phone with the student uh, a few hours back today, and uh, we kind of simplified that. And, and and this is something I've said a lot of times, but in in simplicity, I would learn to trade in a very risk free environment. So how do you do that? You take on small position sizes, whether you're doing options or stocks. So I for options people i tell them one or two contracts maximum and whatever the comfort play, level. I, I generally, like comfort typically mm-hmm. tell their comfort level you know yeah, yeah absolutely 
Yep. And, and so basically I say small position sizes, low volatility, and I tell them to forget about making money and focus on consistency. And once they're consistent, the money will come. So that's basically what I would recommend. That's a good piece of advice. I agree mm-hmm. with that. Very nice piece of advice. That's actually how I learned how to trade. That was my strategy. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very good, guys. Well, this was a great episode. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thanks yeah, for no, joining us. I really yeah, appreciate I, it. I appreciate it, guys. And, and you guys let me know how your journey goes and keep me posted with anything else. And uh, we'll be in touch. Yep, for sure. For sure. Well, you guys, yeah. I think this is actually our last episode. Our up until Christmas, so you guys have a good Christmas. <laughs> All right, you guys as well. We'll see. We'll see you in. Uh, we'll see you out on the streets. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> Happy holidays. All right. Take care, friends. Yep, Take care, care, man.